Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. This is episode 81. It's week. Uh, it's the week of May 4th, 2017, and I am decidedly not Evan Goldstein. I am again Chris Randazzo, filling in for our uh, under-the-weather uh, normal host, and joining me this evening is, as always, my wonderful wife and uh, true speed god, Karen Randazzo. Where am I? Is this a dentist's office? <laughs> uh, as Evan would say, we're here to talk television, so obviously spoilers are abound. Uh, Evan was, uh, like I said, Evan's a bit under the weather, so we called Naudible, and instead of talking about Archer, because it was his pick, he's always out when it's his pick, isn't it? What? Yeah, I don't know what, he's just self-sabotaging, I guess. <laughs> Seriously, because he's totally doing this to himself. Uh, so Karen and I decided we would talk about the current goings-on in The Flash, that's the most recent episode episode that literally just aired. Uh, we just finished watching the most recent episode uh, where they finally say who Savitar is, and uh, we have thoughts, or at least I know I have thoughts. Uh, but uh, I guess just before I go any further, just a quick reminder to everybody that you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekate.com. Uh, let us know what you think of the show, what shows you want us to talk about in the future. Uh, any and all f- feedback is welcome and appreciated. We love hearing from people, and uh, we love hearing that there are people listening to the show. So if you are a person and you're real and you listen to this show, uh, kindly prove it to us because, you know, sometimes we feel like we're shouting in the darkness. Not that we don't believe you, but... <laughs> But we don't believe you. <laughs> we don't believe you're real. Or maybe you're part of an alternate dimension. Maybe you're part of a, an, an alternate timeline. We don't know. Uh, all right. So, Karen, t- what do you think of this whole Savitar situation? Uh, well, I, I can tell you one thing for sure is I was wrong. <laughs> I, As was I. Yeah. I, I you had were a, in the HR camp, right? Yeah, I had a running yeah. theory for most of the season that HR was the uh, was Savitar. And I... I wavered a little off that theory last week after he revealed himself to Caitlin and she like as soon as she saw who he was she, she was like yes I'll follow you and I don't think she would have done that for HR so that piece didn't make my theory make sense. But why would she do it for Barry? She freaking hates Barry That's a fairly good question I don't know why Barry's doing this like future Barry Okay I guess we should state yeah, this okay, for the record. Yeah, for the record Savitar is some flavor of future Barry whose face is all scarred up. But not future emo Barry from the <laughs> flash forward we saw last week. Yes, not emo Barry who borrowed <laughs> who borrowed Oliver Queen's flashback wig, dyed oh it black God. and wore it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and, fl- and for a flash into the other direction in time. Yeah. I guess that's what you have to do with a wig if you want to pull it in the other direction. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I, I just, like, we literally just watched this, so, like, this, this just popped into my head that his face being all scarred, they talked a lot about his, like, suit and how he's protected from friction in this episode, and I wonder if, like, I don't know, he ran so fast he burned his face off somehow. But I, <laughs> like that doesn't have anything to do with anything. But I'm just wondering why he's scarred. Yeah, and if why that is has he anything all scarred to up? Do with his like becoming a savitar. 
And what really bugs me, all right, all right so he he goes so crazy that he's the one who kills Iris. Right. Why does he hate himself so much that he wants to cause pain to him and everyone he loves? Like what? I don't like. All right, so we see future Barry. It, just last week, we see emo Barry so completely broken up about Iris. That he's given up on life. Now, he didn't get this broken up when he lost his mom as a kid. He didn't get this broken up when he grew up watching his dad in prison, then freed him, only to watch his dad get killed. Now, that didn't that didn't do it. But Iris, Iris pushes him over the edge. Just the, the loss of Iris. And now we find out that that loss was at his own hands. So what did Barry do to himself that made him so angry at himself that he would want to hurt himself in the past? <laughs> oh my god. What the shit. I... Like, I know this is a comic <coughs> book show, but what the hell is going on? They need to stop fucking the timeline they really do i like, mean is this isn't a time travel show it's a superhero show and now obviously time travel is part of the flash mythology and i get that but there's something about there's something about the characterizations and all this that are really bugging me this season like the whole thing with like it's it's iris that is the straw that breaks the camel's back for barry so much so that he's not even there for joe so this is our this is like silly out of character for him um the fact that savitar is not hr means that hr is officially one of the worst characters in the history of television <laughs> yeah he is downright pierce levels of awfulness and he's completely useless yeah I, completely useless. literally don't know what the point of him is this season yeah. except we need to keep that actor on the show and i love tom cavanaugh and I know. i'm so annoyed to like have him have him have to go through this it's pretty awful. And this whole thing with Caitlin, too, is really bothering me. Because the whole situation with her was so easy to avoid. Like, they took the necklace off so that she could heal. And then she was unconscious for, like, a solid minute after she was healed. The heart rate's back up. Everything's all good. She starts turning all killer frosty. I don't know. Put the necklace back on her. Nah, they're just going to stand there and gape at her for a while. Like, huh. I can't believe that worked. Do you think she's going to turn into Killer Frost? I don't know. Do you think we should put this necklace back on her? I don't know. Like, this was such a simple solution. And, and now, then the, now the necklace is broken. Yeah. And um, anytime they need any kind of like sciency or tech solution to beat any enemy, they're like, oh, yeah, I could make that in like five minutes. And then they do. So why they haven't already made a new necklace so as soon as they Cisco beat Killer Frost, he can throw the necklace on her. Or, I mean, really, like, like is nobody reversing the polarity of the neutron flow here? <laughs> I mean, what what's up, Flash? What's up, Team Flash? Um, I do, I, I, as much as this whole Caitlyn thing is kind of dumb, I am digging Killer Frost. I think she's an awesome villain. I lust after that outfit um, and her hair to an extent. And I I kept thinking this episode, like, how cool would it this season have been if instead of Savitar being the villain, which as yet still makes no sense to us. We've, you know, been invested this entire season and now we know part of the payoff and it does not make a fucking lick of sense. 
but what if Caitlyn had been the big bad this whole season? And it was all about, like, you know, more of this trying to, you know, not lose our friend and somehow defeat the villain and turn her back into the good side. And and have the main villain not be another speedster. And I guess it's technically not another speedster, but... And those... Mm-hmm those effects when she was fighting Barry and like flying all over the city on oh, that oh, ice. Oh, making the ice sled that thing. That was so cool. That was, that. okay, so X-Men, th- that's that's Iceman's move from X-Men. That is it's his move. It's also the dude from uh, The Incredibles. <laughs> well, yeah, Frozone. But I mean, it was Iceman in X-Men first. That was his thing. That's what he does. And they never did that in the movies. And I was so pissed. Like, even when they finally got Bobby fully iced up, I mean, I don't know, maybe they did it in Days of Future Past or something. I, I think maybe they eventually did it. But one of the billions of disappointments of X-Men 3 is that they finally iced up Bobby and they didn't have him do the ice sled thing because that's so cool. And that right there was as cool, like, I was, was as cool as I really hoped it would cool. ever be. That was such a great action sequence. Well done show. And it's it goes to show you that we don't need, we, we didn't need, uh, Caitlin would have been a great, uh, a villain like having Killer Frost be a prop, be the proper villain for this season, I think would have been enough. I don't think we need this weird Savitar business going on in there. Um, I do think you know the the thing with Joe, like it wasn't bad; it was just bad timing. Like we didn't need that to happen what, during the, this episode with his girlfriend. Yeah, the whole Ugh, bit with his girlfriend. Yeah. Like who cares? Uh, yeah, exactly. Sorry. Who cares? It's CW. <laughs> It's it's this type of show thing to do. The whole <laughs> someone said check I, the romance box. Someone said I love you. The other person didn't. Blah blah blah. Like we've seen that story a billion times, and I can swallow that just fine because I want Joe to be happy. And actually, for a second there, when he was talking in the when he was like having that weird flashy thing at the end, where he's all like remembering all the things that he said, like that he was there. I was like, shit, is it Joe? Is Savitar Joe? <laughs> and I'm looking at the giant suit. I'm like. Man, he's pretty bulky. Maybe it's Joe in there. That would be crazy. <laughs> and then it was Barry. And the other thing that would be would have been cool about um, Caitlin being the villain is like, as much as I didn't enjoy Cisco and Julian waving their dicks around in this episode, like over Caitlin, it was I liked the resolution of that plot of how like Julian helped Cisco manifest his powers fully to be able to stop Caitlin without hurting her. Mm-hmm. And I think if she was the main villain and that that story had a little bit more room to breathe over a couple more episodes, it would have been more powerful. And I also think that if th- there was more focus on Caitlin for this season, I would give a shit about his relationship or like her relationship with Julian. He's all like, oh, I love her too, man. And I'm like, no, you don't. Who the fuck are you again? Aren't you Draco Malfoy? What the hell are you doing in Central City? Like, like, I, I dig the idea of his character and the idea of his arc. But you're right. If it had more room to breathe, minus all this wacky Savitar stuff. Uh, it it could have went somewhere. I mean, yeah, like I would have, I would have maybe bought that they're in love. But at this point, it's like, didn't you guys just meet like a week ago, and now you're in love, and nope, now she's evil, and but what are you gonna do? Your heart's broken. I'm like, no, they, they you. Well, you know, the whole stuff with obviously, you know, the him being controlled by Savitar, and then her being Killer Frost and hurting mm-hmm. him. Like that was a cool 
starting point for a relationship, you know, it was right. It, 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 Julian's arc has been interesting having, seeing him kind of get over being a dick to Barry and whatnot. Like yeah, there's been true. a lot of really good stuff this season. I just think it's a tad on the convoluted side and yeah, a little, like there's a little too much going on a little and too there, it, there, I'll give you a perfect example of how there's a little too much going on. Uh, there's so much going on. There was nothing for Wally to do in this episode. And I didn't there. even notice. <laughs> like, they were like, well, what the hell is Wally doing? Well, we didn't have any room to write him a story this week, so we just made up some bullshit about him being in another dimension. Yeah, he went to go visit his girlfriend. Mid- and, like, at that point, uh, I'm totally on Julian's side there. He's all like, and Wally's, he could be out searching the city, and he's off visiting his girlfriend in Earth 3. I'm like, yeah, uh, you're in kind of crisis mode. Why would he go off and visit his girlfriend at this? Why wouldn't he go get his girlfriend, bring her back here, and have her help with the exactly. whole situation? This is an all-hands-on-deck deal. <laughs> Well, we had to devote some of our cast budget this week to pay for this scientist lady who's important for some reason that we just learned about in episode, like, 19 out of 23. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we couldn't afford to pay the actress who plays Jessie Quick this week. I don't know, man. It's, like, this is not up to the Flash's standards. The whole reveal of Savitar is, is, uh, I don't know, I I don't like this... I don't like this. This is Barry from the future thing. I haven't been a fan of Savitar from the beginning, though. No, me either. Like, he just seems... And, like, know, like, he's after... He's... It, his, like, main goal is he's going to kill Iris. We already don't like Iris. <laughs> like, we don't have anything against Iris, I guess, but, like... Oh, no, they killed Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be missed. Like, I don't know. Um, And the... Okay. <laughs> Here's my question about this. <coughs> Barry has been to the past a bunch of times, messed with time, learned his lesson about how that's not a good thing, whatever. And now this whole thing this season has been like, oh, he's, now it's the future. And he knows what's going to happen in the future and we have to try and stop it. And I'm already not okay with that, sort of, because A, I don't care if Iris dies, and B, like, I don't know, it's too much, too much time traveliness. But now they've got this scientist lady, and she's going to build a trap to trap Savitar or whatever. And she was supposed to come up with it a couple of years in the future after he kills Iris. But now they've got her ahead of time. They're going to try and get her to build it early. Is that not also fucking with time in a way that could be really dangerous and create other bad side effects? Yeah, I mean, they've already changed the future because when they went to go see Emo Barry, he didn't know who Savitar was. So, and then also, like, so the goal is he's going to trap himself in the speed force. Then he knows that his future is screwed. Like, they're like, I don't know what they're going to do at the end of the season, but it's just going to be like, a wizard did it. Look over there. (laughs) Dr. Fate's going to show up and just be like, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Um yeah, it's it's starting to hurt my head the more I think about it. Like, so Barry knows now that he turns into Savitar. Unless, um, her friend Angie was saying that uh, it could be not necessarily future Barry, but, like, future Barry from an alternate timeline or an alternate dimension. Like, yeah. alternate universe Barry that's, uh, you know, uh, Iris never loved him back or something like that, or Iris rejected him, and so he's... 
but it still wouldn't like, explain why he's come to this dimension. It's, like, uh. Didn't didn't Sav- did did Savitar come from another Earth originally? I feel like was it him that was sending all the metas from the other yeah. Earth? Yeah. So maybe. So maybe it's a berry from another Earth. Yeah, maybe it's like Earth Two berry from the future. Whichever Earth those metas were coming from, God, this season felt like it started a million years ago. I don't and even it remember. Shouldn't be this hard to like figure out. We should have found out who Savitar was and not been like, huh? We yeah. should have been like, oh! And yeah. that just wasn't the case. And uh, I don't. Because yeah, I've been dragging his secret identity for so long. Yeah, and it's just like, not cool, man. Not yeah, cool. Not cool, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm very curious to see how they're going to wrap all this up. Because I don't think they're going to do Flashpoint again. Although they've now had three seasons with three speedsters as the villains. So I don't know who's left. Hopefully next season they do something where the the one overarching plot is not an evil speedster. But, um, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like Walking Dead levels of, like, what the fuckery. It's Yeah, no. It's it's. I don't feel that the show is intentionally pissing me off. I just think the show's not... The show is going for one thing, and it's not achieving it very well. Like, no. they think that the, they're not faking us out for the sake of faking us out over and over again to the point of it just lessening everything about it. It's like they think they're telling... They think they're doing something pretty cool here. And I don't think it's working out the way that they think it is. No, I I think you're right. Well, uh, I agree with you anyway. That musical Supergirl episode though is pretty good. So yeah, yeah. And I'm really interested in the last, the back half of the season of Arrow too. I mean, that trailer they released of a uh, like the, the five episodes. Yeah, yeah, that, that looks pretty cool. You know, I, I'm jazzed about that. And I'm pretty jazzed about how where Supergirl is going too. Yeah, I want to see her fight Terry Hatcher. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, the CW show. It's it's odd that we're living in a world right now where Flash, I think, is the weakest of the three. Which, I mean, which Arrow is has not been. traditionally the case. Granted, I, we're not watching Legends of Tomorrow. Is anyone? Is anyone? I don't know. If I, you're right, if you're that. watching Legends of Tomorrow, get you know, add us on Twitter. Yeah, and and let us know. Uh, oh, I I did learn something about Legends of Tomorrow. I remember they they did an arc involving Jonah Hex, and Jonah Hex in Legends of Tomorrow is played by uh, Jimmy from That Thing You Do. No way! Because they did that that Thing You Do reunion type thing recently, yeah, yeah. and so I IMDb'd him. I was like, I haven't seen him in anything. I was like, Jonah Hex. You got to be kidding me! That's fantastic. There's so much about this season of Legends of Tomorrow that almost makes me want to watch it, but just not quite enough to make me actually want want to spend time watching it. Uh, too busy watching other stuff. So, well, do you have any other fun f- fun fancy thoughts on this before we go to our break? Uh, no, sadly, anything else that I thought of was based on Savitar turning out to be HR, which does not turn out to be the case. Yeah, what the, I, I swear, I swear if HR is in season four, I'm going to be so upset. I'm like, that guy's, they have to do something else with Tom Cavanaugh. They have to find a way to get rid of HR and his stupid drumsticks and his stupid pork pie hat. Ugh. Bring back Harry because, by comparison, I really like Harry. Yeah, 
or bring back a different version of Wells. Since it's, you know, Crisis on Infinite Wells, there's tons of them <laughs> out there. Go grab a different one. Go grab one that's not this awful, awful character. God, he sucks. And he's carrying around empty coffee cups all the time. Screw it. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Seriously though, I think I'm gonna have to like add that Killer Frost outfit to my like cosplay Pinterest board. I wonder where she got it so quick, but eh, whatever. <laughs> Do not trifle me with your logic. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take ourselves a quick commercial break. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk about what's in the news. You are listening to this week's episode from Geekade.com, so stick around. Your monthly dose of mutant-related podcast goodness is here once again. There's been a whole lot of excitement in the X-Men universe lately, including the launches of several new books. Find out what Jonathan and Patty think of these developments in Mutant Musings, Episode 10. Don't storm on my pyro and tell me it's raining. Dan's got a very special Bits and Brews this month, featuring the game the brewery itself recommended to pair with its beer. And when that game is Ghosts and Goblins, you're probably going to need a couple of drinks. Don't miss Bits and Brews, Demented Scarlet Knight and Ghosts and Goblins. Did you know that GeekAid's very own Vest Lord Dean DeFalco has a Let's Play series? Did you know it's also got its very own YouTube channel? Well, now you do. So why not have a look and enjoy him and his pals enjoying various flavors of video games. Marvel as he attempts to play through Lost Castle, and be sure to come back this very evening for the next new chapter in the saga. Check out the all-new Vest and Friends channel on YouTube. It was time once again for the 10-20-30 on the Stone Age Gamer Podcast, and Dan and myself were all ready to discuss some great games of yesteryear. But did we do as we were supposed to do, or did we just sit around making references to MTV's The State for an hour? Find out in the Stone Age Gamer Podcast, episode 147, These Guys Suck at Hokey Pokey. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. Hey, Chris. Hi. Not uh, even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have an exciting and action-packed recap ready to go? Uh, you know what? I don't have it ready to go because I always make them up on the spot. But yes, let's go with yes. I am ready to issue the Dragon Ball Super 60-second summary. And here we go. So, Gohan is training with Piccolo in the middle of nowhere. And uh, Piccolo is kind of you know, basically showing Gohan what's what. And it comes down to, and this was one of my favorite things ever, Piccolo basically shows Gohan that the reason Gohan is not like anywhere near as powerful as he used to be, or even, it just, the problem with Gohan is that he's arrogant AF, and that makes me so happy, because that's the truth about Gohan. He fought Cell, and he got all super powerful, and then Cell wound up killing his dad because he was arrogant. Same thing happened with Majin Buu. He pointed all this out to him, and now Gohan's going to be like super hard body going forward and uh, I think there was something else going on I honestly don't remember what it was but on the preview for next week's episode we're finally getting to Goku uh, recruiting Tien which makes me incredibly happy because Tien's my favorite freaking character and it's got something to do with demons and Master Roshi's all like roided out and stuff and I'm super excited to see what happens and uh, that's going to be it for me there we go so we really think we're going to get to the action next week 
No, you've been saying that for weeks. No, we're not going to get to the action. We're going to get to TN, and then they're going to be like, they're still building the tournament ring. And then that, because TN's the last, TN and Roshi are the last two characters that haven't been addressed yet. So once those two are there, they'll have the team. Then there'll probably be some kind of filler, and then it'll probably be the tournament. Rad. Quite. And we're back. Uh, let's talk about some news. Let's see. What do we got here? Internet, help me out. News for whatever number we're on. I believe it's uh, episode 81. So this comes to us via deadline. Roseanne getting revival with Roseanne Barr and John Goodman, Sarah Gilbert, and company. My question is, which um, uh, Becky? Which Becky are they going to Becky use? are they going with? Uh, they, they, have, they have not <laughs> confirmed it. I don't know, but um, I'm excited about this one. Uh, unlike some of the other like 80s and 90s reboots that have been coming lately, this one I actually really would like to see what's happened to these characters. I would too. Didn't they win the lottery? Like, wasn't that the deal at the end of this show? They won the lottery, and they're like the last season. Their house was all nice and whatnot. That does ring a bell. Yes, and Dan was dead. He was. Yeah. He had a heart attack or something. Like, not the actor, but, you know. They killed him off, I believe. Really? Yeah. Wow, I don't remember that. Um, So, if he comes back, I don't know if he would just be in flashbacks or... Cyber Dan. There was definitely some speculation <laughs> in this article that, you know, maybe he faked his own death. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> Maybe, uh, I don't know. They yeah. spent the rest of their lottery money on a cyborg um, body for Dan. Yeah, it says in 2009, Roseanne gave her own ideas about where she thought they all ended up. Uh, Roseanne and Jackie opening a medical marijuana dispensary. Dan reappearing after faking his death. DJ being a published writer. Mark died in Iraq. David left Darlene for a woman half his age. Darlene came out med meeting a woman and having a baby with her. Becky works at Walmart. Arnie befriends the governor of Illinois and remarries Nancy. And Bev sells a painting for $10,000. All right. Jerry and the grandsons forming a boy band. Who's Jerry? I don't even remember Jerry. And Bonnie being arrested for selling crack. Some of these characters I do not remember. Yeah, I don't remember all them, all them either. And, man, I don't remember them killing off Dan. That makes me sad. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I I mean, I think that this is not only like, you know, a more worthy and um, wanted reboot than most other things out there. But I think in this climate, this is a great uh, type of show or great family to be showing, given what's going on in the country now. Like, how would that all affect this family? How would they have turned out having gone through the last whatever, I don't want to count how many years it's been since the show's been on, but a lot. It's been a while. Well, like, well, I'm, these I'm... are real Americans. This, this, this show was really, truly like represented a lot of people in a way that I don't think a lot of shows do these anymore. Yeah, no, I agree. This is a... Uh... I liked this show back when it was on. I mean, obviously, you know, we were pretty young, but it's still, mm -hmm. I remember digging it. And I remember watching a lot of it in reruns, too, when I was a bit older. And uh, I, I like this show. And I'm, I'm interested to see where the where the characters are these days. 
All right, next up, uh, Hacker. This comes to us via Torrent Freak. Uh, Hackers leak Netflix's Orange is the New Black Season 5. Uh, tell me about this, because I didn't read this at all. Well, uh, apparently Hackers got a hold of the first 10 of 13 episodes of the new season and like held it for ransom. And they wanted Netflix to pay them a bunch of money not to like leak the leak all the episodes on torrenting sites. And I guess that they didn't pay because these were leaked on uh, Pirate Bay. Um, I have not seen them, and I haven't seen a lot of spoilers on the internet, so I don't know. I don't know whether like a lot of people watched them or they got taken down. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't blame Netflix for not paying. I mean, it's kind of a dick move anyway. Like. But regardless, it's not even the whole season. Like, I I can guarantee that there is a large chunk of the Netflix audience that is excited for the next season of this who would not even bother with it because they're going to watch the whole season in, like, one and a half sittings. Mm-hmm. So why just watch the first ten? I don't know. I mean, I'm super interested in the next season of Orange is the New Black. I can't wait to see what happens. But I'm not going to go grab the pirated versions. I'll just get it on Netflix when it comes to Netflix. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely some people out there who are like thinking uh, it was an inside job and a publicity stunt by Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's possible. I suppose. No, it seems like a seems like much ado about nothing to me. Yeah. Seems well. like a bunch of hooey. Hooey. That's tell right. Us, tell us how you really feel. Evan, I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next here? Uh, via Yahoo.com, because Yahoo.com actually does still post news. That's that's the news flash for the day. Uh, American Gods creators really want to make a Sandman TV series. Now, last I heard about Sandman was uh, the old JGL had his hands all over that. Um, that project died a sad and terrible death. It did, huh? Yeah, he didn't... He. I guess they just figured there was no way to make it. Um, that's the last I remember reading about it. Is they just were like, "Yeah, it can't be done." Um, and but that was to be a feature film, so yeah. TV um, series TV's seems different. like make a bit more sense to me than feature film. Um, yeah, for, for something this. like Sandman, it's a serialized graphic novel with like ten, ten chapters to it. I mean, how do you consolidate? That's kind of the, the the trouble with turning stuff into big movies is how do you consolidate that you know, that much material properly? Um, you know, it's like looking at a series of unfortunate events. You know, the the movie, the one movie went farther than the first season did, I think, uh, to some to some extent. So I I, I don't know. I, it's hard to pack all of that into a feature film that people are going to sit through. And they're not going to be mad about things you had to cut to make it feature length. Especially something like Sandman. Like, yeah. you're you're messing with Gaiman's audience. You're <laughs> really going to piss some people off if you <coughs> screw that up. I mean, that's, that, that series is damn near scripture to a lot of comic book fans. So if you screw that up, you're in trouble. So, I mean, I guess this would be a good thing. I think it would have to do... I, I think Gaiman would have to be heavily involved. I think it would have to be the right, you know, creative team. Um, I know, please, please don't at me, but Sandman is not my favorite thing in the world. Um, 
<laughs> but I, uh, you know, if it if it became a TV show, I'd watch it. I'd check it out. Hmm. I suppose I would too. I've never read Sandman, but I've heard lots of great things about it. So well, if you ever want to, you know, it's sitting right on our shelf because <laughs> you got it for me. <laughs> uh, I've got a big enough stack of comics I'm behind on. I've been skipping all my comics in favor of reading an actual book, like a chump. Anyway, well, I've been watching TV because TV is our friend that reads books to us. Indeed. Also, I've been playing Zelda, but, you know, that's the rest of my life. Uh, so, next this up... This isn't the Stone Age Gamer podcast. <laughs> no. Uh, next up from Salon.com, not the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Samantha B comes out stinging in a funny, freewheeling live special. Um, I meant to catch a, uh, some of this stuff today, right? The, there's videos from this floating around yeah. today, today. I haven't caught any of it, but um, I know that uh, he's... You know, Trump wasn't at the correspondence dinner because because he know. was busy having campaign rally. Yeah, he was busy uh, for a job he already has. Yep. Um. So hey, Reagan yeah. didn't go to the correspondence dinner either because he was recovering from an assassination attempt. And I don't even like Ronald Reagan. <laughs> anyway, but let's 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 not veer too far into that territory. Uh, so did you catch any of this? I was not able to uh, <coughs> to to watch any of the clips. You know, work has been bananas but um i did get to read the recap of some of the highlights and uh it (laughs) does look pretty uh dang fantastic um there was like an alternate universe sketch where hillary was president there was a a speech a bit at the end where will ferrell came out as uh as w and basically was like uh you miss me (laughs) Um, the, the, uh, whatever, um, the actual correspondence dinner guy, was a guy from the Daily Show, and I'm not going to pull his name, but he was like an um, Asian American, like Indian guy. I'm sorry if he's not actually Indian, I can't, can't pull his name and my iPad's not loading the story correctly. Uh, but his monologue was supposed to be fantastic and impressive. Huh. Um, so yeah, overall, this looked like it was a big success, and uh, kudos to Sam B for you know not taking anybody's crap and just doing her own thing. Yeah, I am all for uh, as many people as possible poking as much fun at the president as possible. Long live the comedy army! That's right, comedy army all the way, never relent, uh, ever. So, ooh, salon.com. Thanks for making noise at me. Quiet, you. Is that what's making noise? Yeah, that is what's making noise. Okay, good. I'm not crazy. Well, there are two not mutually exclusive. So the next one's coming to us from Q102. Friends, the What? (laughs) Friends, the musical is coming. Yeah, I clicked on this this morning when I got to work, and I just, I had the tab open all day, and I was like, what the, what the, what, what? Apparently, some geniuses in New York have made an off-Broadway musical about as a as a tribute to Friends, a sort of parody of Friends. Is Friends the musical parody? That's oh, what it's they're a parody. Calling. Okay. Yeah, songs to include "We Were on a Break," "How You Doing, Ladies," and "We Will Always Be There for You." Wow. Now, there's not a lot to this story, but I I have to I have to imagine that this is gonna have a, a certain cult following in New York because Friends is a great show. 
Friends is a great show, and I don't envy anybody who is uh, in a position of, you know, being, you know, the new cast of these characters. Like, they're all so iconic, those roles. Like, who else... Who are you going to cast as Phoebe? Are you going to cast as... as, I don't know. As Chandler. Like, holy crap. (laughs) It's... Those, these are characters we know so well it would be hard to see anyone else but the people who originally played them as them. Yeah, that's a weird story. But I guess. But then again, I mean, it's a, it's just a little off-Broadway show in New York. Who's it going to hurt? Yeah, I mean, they made Evil Dead into a musical. So they sure did. I'm pretty sure they could make anything into a musical. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming to us from Variety. Uh, WGA, major studios reach agreement at the 11th hour, averting strike threat. I cannot wait to see the TV original movie about the writer's strike. Because that just would be like the ultimate inception of the writers writing about the almost writer strike. And if they were on strike, they wouldn't be able to write about the strike because they'd be on strike. Um, do you smell <laughs> toast burning? What well, smells like copper? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we just wanted to follow up since we were following the uh, the development of the potential upcoming writer strike to say, guess what? It didn't happen. Hooray! TV is not ruined. Uh, Crisis averted. Everyone takes their seats in the restaurant. <laughs> God, another state reference. <laughs> uh, what the hell is that supposed to mean? So if anyone out there is fans of the state. <laughs> <laughs> then you're listening to the right podcast. Uh, it looks like the Writers Guild got not everything they wanted, but certainly uh great strides in what they wanted in terms of being compensated for series with shorter runs and their health care plan for the first time ever job protection on parental leave i'm glad someone's getting it <laughs> um some where was some crazy number in here oh it will net the guild's members 130 million dollars more over the life of the contract so pretty good for them go writers Anytime anyone mentions the guild, I just think of the Guild of Calamitous Intent. <laughs> well, I wonder what their benefits program is like. Uh, I just, um, I think of, when I think of the writers, I think of the title card from the uh, opening credits of Deadpool when they showed the, the writers and it just says, the real hero is here. And truly, they are. So I am glad that this this potential strike situation worked out in their favor i am too so switching over to uh the chris hardwick i'm sorry the nerdist network uh a doctor who companion may return for christmas this is a story that will probably surprise absolutely nobody ever (laughs) like this almost doesn't even qualify as news Mm-hmm. So I I've, I just glanced at this earlier. They're like Jenna Coleman might come back as Clara Oswald to build, bid farewell to the Doctor. Like, well, yeah. I mean, they got Karen Gillan back and wore a completely unconvincing wig in the middle of her Guardians of the Galaxy uh, filming to say goodbye to Matt Smith. Like, of course Clara's gonna be back. She's got her own. F- she's chilling in her own TARDIS flying across the universe uh, essentially immortal with an actual immortal 
they gave that character like look I'm like I said I've mentioned on the show before I'm in the midst of my Doctor Who rewatch I'm almost done like I'm getting close to the to current and I don't dislike Clara as much this time around but they gave that character so much more than she deserved I mean they wow (laughs) just wow um and they don't have to do this. They didn't used to do this. Like, I I don't understand why companions have to come back and say goodbye to the doctor. Like, mm-hmm. it's not really goodbye. He's not dying. He's just regenerating. Yeah, I mean, unless they're going to do something that's actually going to wrap up the Clara thing, where she is going to go to Gall- Gallifrey and face the music of being, you know, breaking time or whatever by existing... That is 100% not going to happen because no, that is Moffat's swan song. And so there's no way he'll like do that. Yeah. There's just no way. Yeah. There's no way. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where this all goes. I'm, yeah, I'm liking this I mean, season of Doctor Who so far. I'm yeah, it's been sad good. Capaldi's uh, going to be shuffling on, but. And yeah. If you like Doctor Who, please read my recaps every week. Time and relative dimension and spoilers. That's right. Right here on geekade.com. Posted every Tuesday. Huzzah. Okay. And uh, let's see. We're down to our last story from um, uh, comicbook.com. Well, let's see. Walking Dead star quits social media following harassment and death threats. Yeah. The hell? <laughs> Uh, the guy who plays Eugene, uh-huh. whose name is escaping me, and my iPad is failing me once again. Uh, oh wow! This this is this link is dead now. Oh yeah. I wonder if it's true or not. But uh, what what I read it before it disappeared. Which basically what has happened on Walking Dead is, oh, you, there it is. I found it. Eugene has uh, switched sides and gone over to Negan's side. Mm-hmm. Basically because he has no spine and you know. Negan threatened and manipulated him uh-huh. into coming over to his side. And so the actor who plays him is now getting death threats and stuff on Twitter because people don't know the difference between reality and fiction, apparently. Yeah. Let's see. Josh McDermott, I hate you more than I hate Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Important reminder to people out there in the listening audience. The character that someone plays is different from the actor themselves and try not to hate and harass them on social media because of something that was written for their character to do in a show that they're on. That is stupid. Yeah, wow. That's a that's a special kind of stupid right there. Hashtag the more you know. Yeah, please uh please differentiate from uh reality please it's it's for our country you know i mean i think i think those of you i think our listener base is pretty smart and hip but if you like see other people on the internet doing this you know maybe maybe go after that kind of troll because yeah stop them smack them upside the head you know poke them with a i don't know a cattle prod or a lamp or something and just say dude knock what it are off. you doing what are you doing this is this is a character. This isn't even a reality TV thing. This is a character on a show. It's an actor who's doing this. Just repeat to yourself, it's just a show. You should really just relax. Exactly. It all comes back to Mystery Science Theater. It always does. 
All right. Well, then I think that's going to be it for us. We're going to we're going to wrap things up here on a Mystery Science Theater reference because I can think of uh, no better way to end a show. So uh, you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and this week's episode page. Uh, find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. Or follow the show specifically at Twepcast, or find us individually on Twitter. Karen is available at shoot underscore the underscore moon, and I'm available at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K R I S. Uh, and Evan, just you know, he's not here. But if you do want to follow him, if he lives through the night, is at Geekade underscore Evan. We miss you. Uh, if you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day. Back to me. Uh, so uh, we'll be discussing Archer next week because uh, we're... Uh, pretty confident that Evan's going to be alive. So we'll be uh, uh, talking about the show that we were going to talk about this week, next week. Um, that's We miss you, Evan. Please don't die. Yeah, we miss you, Evan. Please, please feel better. Um, what does Evan always say to close out the show? Uh, I missed it last time, and he got mad, I think. <laughs> he says, uh, from all of us here, uh, this week's episode, I'm Evan, which I'm not. And then I say, I'm Karen. Which and you then are. you say something ridiculous. Something ridiculous. And then that's the end of the show, and he says goodnight. All right. Good night. <laughs> and this concludes our broadcast day.